Hallelujah. Can you guys hear me very well? Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you and we worship you so much because of who you are. Hallelujah to your name. You are the God most high. And so, Lord, I pray that even as I'm going to preach your word to your people, Lord, let Polycarp die. Let Polycarp be gone. Holy Spirit of the Lord, come alive and have your way. Let every voice, every attitude, anything that is not from you be silenced right now. And let the voice of the Holy Spirit only speak. And Lord, you will get all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name we ask and pray. And everybody say it. Amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and greet them. Tell them good morning. Compliment them. Tell them Jesus loves them. Yes. It's not so bad, is it? Amen. The Lord gave me a word today. When I was told uh, to preach today, I, I had so many, so many wonderful ideas in my own way that I thought... You know, the Lord wanted me to, you know, to speak that I've been gathering. You know, I'm always gathering, gathering information. And I'm always looking at things from a hundred different dimensions about how, about salvation, about salvation, about the gospel. I'm, I'm always looking at it from all angles. And I'm like, next time I'm going to preach. I'm going to put it like this. Uh, and I was getting ready to write my, my sermon and the Lord told me, very many times I've told you to preach a message that you preached about two years back. And, and you've been refusing. And that message is about forgiveness. It's about forgiveness. So this time, I said, Lord, you have me. Let your will be done. And we are going to speak, um, we are going to speak about forgiveness. There's people here today. The Lord wants you to receive forgiveness. He wants to forgive people here. And there are people that are here today. And the Lord wants you to forgive yourself. To forgive yourself by the by the end of by the end of this of this sermon. And there are people here that the Lord wants you know wants to save eternally. Who have lost it, who have lost their way because of unforgiveness. And the Lord wants to meet you. And he will meet you this morning. Yeah, so. The difference between grace and mercy. That's how I'll start. Mercy is when you receive. Mercy is when you receive what you don't deserve. And grace is when you receive what you don't deserve. Mercy is when you don't receive what you deserve. Grace is when you receive what you don't deserve. The Bible says the mercies of the Lord are new every morning. He forgives us. But then grace is what saved us. When mercy and grace crossed paths at the cross, Polycarp received salvation. And his sins were washed away. And he became justified and is clean just like the rest of all the saints here. 
That's why I say good morning, saints. It's mercy and grace are received at the throne. But for us to receive mercy and grace, we have to go to God with a broken heart. Remember, I'm talking about forgiveness. And God is speaking, is going to be speaking to people here who have been hurt and they don't know how to, to forgive or they don't know how to carry on. But the reason that we have been hurt in different ways in life is because I had someone say, hurting people hurt others. If you find someone who is hurting, who is who is giving someone a hard time or who is going through, who, 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 who is insulting you, who is what, chances are very high. Like 98% of the time, these people are dealing with, with hearts down. They've been hurt in their life. So because of that, it's, you know, a point has come and now they are, ju they are just showing that I've been hurt and I'm acting out like this. I cannot speak about forgiveness very well without using examples in, uh, in my life that I've come across. I, I, worked, I worked for an orphanage in Uganda for about 10 years before I came here. And I remember a little boy called Biamukama. They used to bring, in, they used to bring them in when they were very, they were very young. And uh, this little boy one time had a disagreement with another little boy about five years old. So they were fighting, they were fighting, and, 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 and the other boy had the pain, you know, just little children fighting. And then something happened, and then the pain, the pain went into Biamukama's eye. And, and he lost his eye. Yeah, he, he lost his eye. We had different campuses. And this little boy, just at five years, he vowed that he was not going to give up until he had gotten even with the other little boy. And they actually had to take the boy of the village. He used to call them villages to take him to another place. So he lost one eye. And as a result, he, you know, he, he, became, he became a menace. He became a nuisance. Biamukama started stealing they would catch him, they would catch him looking at, 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 at the sisters while they were showering, things like, things just became bad. But it all started, he, he, became, he became like the worst, the worst child ever. But the reason is because he had been hurt and he did not know how to forgive. He did not know how to forgive. So he ended up, he ended up hurting others. And, uh, and I'll start by saying that forgiveness is not for the weak. Forgiveness is not for the weak. Forgiveness is only for the strong. When you can get to a place and, and you can forgive people that hurt you to, I, I, don't mean, I, don't, I don't mean people that just call you stupid or what, people that really did the worst. And you can forgive them from the bottom of your heart. Then you know you're strong. And the Lord wants to show someone here that there is strength that is within you. And he wants to set you free for you to be able to walk to the, to, 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 to walk to, to the, to the next chapter of your life. 
for us to receive forgiveness, we must first go through repentance. What is repentance? Repentance is what, other, is, is what a lot of people would term as confession. It's the equivalent of becoming clean. It's very important that this repentance is done according is done accordingly and with the knowledge of God about God. We need to know how God works. We need to know what you know like how God operates. So there was a guy called David in the Bible. David was in the wrong place at the wrong time during the I think it was during the summertime or springtime. The Bible says during the times when people would go to war. Yeah? During times when the soldiers would go to war, David, uh, David ended, up, ended up at his balcony and his eyes ended up seeing this lady that was showering. Because he was, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and something happened along the way where he desired her and he ended up sleeping with her. Her name was called Bathsheba, and she was married. So he, 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 so he already he, 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 he committed adultery. As if this was not enough, he decided, I want, to keep the, I want to keep the lady for myself. Her husband was one of, was one of, his, was one of his greatest soldiers. He sent for the husband and, and called the husband back. I think this is after he had learned that the lady was actually now pregnant and said, you go and lie with your, go and lie with your wife and, and, and the husband refused to go back and said, no, I'm not going because there are other soldiers, my comrades are on the field. I cannot go and, and I cannot go and make merry with my wife. And, the husband, and this guy refused, he was called U U Uriah. And David said, I have to get rid of this guy. What started as a simple lustful thought had now turned into murderous thoughts. And then he ordered one of his commanders that this guy called Uriah should be sent to the front line. And, he, and Uriah made sure he said, and, and, and Joab, I, yeah, it must have been Joab, Joab was the commander. Joab made sure that he sent, he sent Uriah where the fire was a lot. And Uriah lost his life in order for David to be able to, to take, to take the, the lady. But somehow he's confronted later on. And when he's confronted, he, has, he, he starts to repent. And in the book of Psalm 51, the Bible says he starts repenting and he says, have mercy on me, O God, because of your loving kindness. Because David had learned that there is a soft part in God's heart and, it's a, and God is a merciful God, but he does it according to his loving kindness. The Bible says his loving kindness is better than life. Imagine we love life so much, but he had taken life. He knew if he goes to God, if he can approach this God for mercy in any other way, but 
outside the loving kindness of God. He, he had no chance. So he went and said, Lord, have mercy upon me because of your loving kindness. And then, he, you know, he, he says, forgive me. Wash me of all my sins. And he says, take not your Holy Spirit from me. And he cried out and he cried out. Yet, yes, he received a few consequences, but ultimately God forgave him. And later on towards, towards the end, to, 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 towards, towards the end of his life, God, God is calling David, this murderer, this lustful guy, God calls him a man after my own heart. Why? Because he had learned, he had learned, he had gone to God and he had, he, you know, he, he, he had the choice. He had the choice to, to blame himself, to condemn himself, but then he reached out to God, you know, like according to, according to, according to his loving kindness and God forgave him and washed him and washed him and the bible says that david led people led people with skill and with integrity of heart and yet this is the same man that had killed that had murdered so i don't know how bad it is for you in your life what you have done but but if god could forgive david i think there's a chance for you as well amen there's a chance for you i dare say i would dare say that there's a chance for every single one of us here because the Bible says, to the living, there is hope. I want to share a very small story. Uh, it, uh, it, it's, uh, there's a guy called Bob, Bob, Bob and Audrey. Bob and Audrey. I watched this story on Sid, Sid, Sid Roth. It's supernatural. But they also came to my church in Uganda. They also came to my church in Uganda. These, these people got to a place, they, they got married, and uh, they were pastors. And uh, because they were pastors, the pastor's wife used to handle, used to handle people, used to interact with a lot of people. And uh, they, they had gotten to a place in their marriage where things were a bit tight. Uh, they, they were, they, I, I, think, I think they were, they, they'd gotten to a place where life, you know, life had kicked off and the, and the husband was not, was not maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, appreciating his wife very much, telling her, I love you as you know, I love you all the time. And, you know, you just get to that, you can get to that place where things become a bit, a bit tight. And he was serving the Lord, but the wife was feeling left out. And then this young man joined church. And when she joined church, Audrey, the wife, uh, they're called Bob and Audrey Meisner. Audrey, Audrey, the wife, got a chance to, you know, to meet this young man. And one time she complimented him. She said, you're such, a, you're, you're such a handsome young man. We should get you a girlfriend. You know, and, and, and they started talking and they got closer. He, she started encouraging him. And then she started, she started, you know, developing feelings for this young man. And then this young man at one time, he, say, he told her, you're beautiful, you're really beautiful. And, and she said, thank you. But she was like, no, I got this, I'm in control. I'm in control. After some time, they appreciated each other so much, you know, as things were happening. And they ended up in bed, and, and the lady ended up in bed with this young man. And... 
and it tore her heart because now she was the pastor's wife. And the Lord started dealing with her. And when you're going through a hard time, the enemy would like to tell you to just, to just, to, you know, just handle it. Just, just handle it, you know, uh, just handle it. So she, so she said, ah, you know, like I'm handling this. And, uh, and as she was handling it, it, it the, the affair ended up, ended up, ended up taking three, three, three weeks. But then it started to tear her heart. And then she went, she went to God. And she, and she started asking for forgiveness and started asking for forgiveness. And the Lord said, while you're asking me for forgiveness, you're supposed to go to your husband and ask for forgiveness. And she went to her husband and asked for forgiveness. And the husband was so hurt. He was so infuriated. Let me, let me not use that word. English is not my first, you know, my first language, yeah? He was so furious, for lack of a better word. And then he decided that he was going to go and tell everyone of what this lady had done to him. The person that he had been faithful to and had been serving God. And now she's gone around sleeping with this young man and just before he was getting ready, he called one of the pastors, one of the people that, were, that, that were, were closest to him. And he said, Pastor, I've got to tell you this. This is, what, this is how my wife has repaid me. After years of having three children, the oldest being 15, the, the, there was one 15, one 13, one 10. And then, uh, then he came, he, he said, yeah, she's gone around and she slept around, and the pastor told him, have you told other people about this? He said, no, you're the first one, but you can be sure I'm going to let the whole world know. And he was getting ready, you know, to process his, 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 his divorce. And the pastor told him, no, don't. Don't tell anyone yet. Don't tell anyone yet. And he said, you need to cover her. And he said, no. And she said, no, how can this happen? And, uh, you know, and, 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 and I think during that time she spoke about Christians. Because, she, because the, the guy said, if you take her outside, if you go and put her in the sun, people are going to judge her. They're going to tear her down. They're going to think the worst of her. And they will, have, they will have the right to think the worst of her. But right now you need to cover. And, and, and you know it got me thinking. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. That's what the Bible says. So even us when we sin. Like if, 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 if a screen was put and they showed some of the sins Polycarp, had, uh, Polycarp has committed. You would chase me off this pulpit right now. Yeah, you would say you don't deserve to stand there. But, but that's what God has done. Most of us, God has forgiven us and has covered us. And we stand there and we raise up our holy hands. We raise up holy hands. It's because God has covered us. He covered, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
He did not wait for us to first finish sinning. or the, he, he did it while we were still in the middle of sin. That is what the Bible says. That is, that's, why he has, that's why he's such a merciful God. That is why he's such a gracious God. And, 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 and his friend said, you extend grace and mercy to your wife. Well, he, he allowed, he said, he said, I forgive you. I forgive you, my wife. But uh, later on, it was found out that the wife was already pregnant. And now, the guy that was working on forgiving his wife, things, you know, it started all over again. He now had to deal with this. And he said, Lord, I cannot take it anymore. And he went to, the, and he went to his friend and said, this is it. How do you come back from this? And the friend said, forgive. He said, don't divorce her. Because he said, if you divorce her, then you're going to be participating in what the devil is doing wanting to divorce. We, we are not going to participate in divorce. So the young man had to leave town and it became so hard they lost, the, 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 the pastor left his job, they had no money and then they had, they, they are Canadians, they had to leave Canada and go to the US with a few hundreds, with a few hundred dollars to their, to their name and it was hard. And they said, we are going to start up again. And it didn't help. You know, it didn't help that the father, this young man that had slept with the lady, was a black guy. So the baby was going to be biracial. So it just kept getting worse and worse. While they had these three little children, it was going to be hard to hide the baby that clearly looked different. And the guy said, Lord, how much of this can I take? And still the Lord said, forgive your wife. And the baby was born. And when the baby was born, the guy, had, the guy, the guy said he played pictures in his mind. He said when this little boy would crawl up to him, what would happen? He, would be, he wanted to look and say, I'm not your daddy. When the baby got born, the, the spirit of the Lord said, I want you to name him. Give him your, your name. And they also called him Maisley. Maisley. They also had to give him, you know, they, they, they called him Maisley. He gave him the name and said, yes, something has happened. The baby was born, but this baby is not a mistake. It's not a mistake. Yes, we make, we, we make mistakes. But everyone that has been born, God knows us. God knows us. He loves us. He loves us. In the, in the book of Jeremiah, he said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I knew you. And I called you. And, and, and this guy had to partner with God. He had the choice, you know, to just... To just unleash hell upon this lady, and he had and he had all the right. I wouldn't have I, I, I would I wouldn't have I wouldn't have blamed him. But he decided to take the other way, the other way, and and he 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 loved this young man, and the young man has grown up. Yeah, we we got to meet the young man. He's such a, a lovely 
young man of God. But he had to go and he had to, when she was pregnant, they had to explain this to their three children. They said, how do we, how, how do we explain this to our three children? And they, they called a family meeting. They called a family meeting and, and he got a duvet and he told her, kneel down. And he covered her. He covered her with the, he covered her with the duvet. And he called the children, the eldest was 13, and he told them, you know what? Mom has fallen short. Mom sinned, she did this and this, but we have to forgive her, and we have to cover her like this. That's why the Bible says, love covers a multitude of sins. And the guy said, to the 13-year-old old daughter, she was excited. All she was saying, Mom, we are going to get a baby. We are going to get a baby. But she, <laughs> and she was the oldest. It's like she didn't know the tears this baby was going to come across. But, that, but you know what? Some of us have done some of these things, even worse. But God forgives us. There are some of us that have done really, really wrong things, but God today is calling you. And he's saying, no, it's not too late. Come, let's work this out. The Bible says, come to me. Come, let's reason together. He says, even though your sins are as red as scarlet, I will wash you and you will be as white as snow. That is the God that we serve. Amen. Is there someone here and you're finding it hard to receive forgiveness. God says it's possible. Is there someone here and you're finding it hard to forgive? God says it's possible. Later on, let me finish this story because I don't want to dwell on it so much. After years of prayer, they went and met this couple that didn't know, that didn't know about them. They prayed and, 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 and God and, and, and God and, and, and they said, Audrey, can we pray for you? They prayed for the lady. This is like three years. The baby's been born. They, you know, they are, working, they are working it all out together. And, uh, and, and the lady says, the Lord is telling me that you're dealing with grief. You're, you're dealing with a lot of grief. And she broke down. And she said, yes. I, you know, yes, the baby was born and, and, and all this. But deep down, she, she, she was still having to live with this. And they prayed for her. And the Lord healed her. And she had a vision. She went into heaven and, her, and, her, and her, she had a gown. But the gown had excess. Because everyone had crossed her out. And when she went into the heaven, it was washed as white. And she was smiling. She was smiling. And that is what God does. When the world has put excess all over you. God washes you as white as snow. And she came back, and she came back, and this is, this, is, this is what happens to the offenders. The offenders, after they have done whatever they have done, they live with guilt. They live with guilt, they live with grief, they don't know how to forgive themselves. And if you have been on the offending side, God is telling you this morning, forgive yourself, let it go, I forgive you. The Bible says, I have forgiven you and I have thrown your sins in the sea of forgetfulness. Can you imagine God has a sea of forgetfulness? 
He gets what, when you repent, he gets that sin and he throws it and we keep coming back. I'm the one, I'm the worst, I did this and, and he's saying, what are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I already, I already flashed your sin in the sea of forgetfulness. And today God is trying to tell someone who has offended people and you went and asked for forgiveness and you don't know and you, and, 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 and you asked for forgiveness and the Lord said they forgave you. You might have even have received, you know, you, prophecies, the most beautiful prophecies. But if you don't know how to forgive yourself and let go, you will never be able to be the person that God wants you to be. Because every time, every time the Lord tries to raise you up, the guilt and that it will pull you down. And God is saying, forget it. I don't know what you're talking about. There's someone here and that's a word for you. And then they turn to the husband and they told the husband, Bob, we feel that you're dealing with unforgiveness. And he said, of course I'm dealing with unforgiveness. I'm the one who's had to put, to put up with all of this. Why is she saying that God is giving her visions and he's washed her white, white as snow? I'm the one that got offended here. I am the victim. And that is what happens with people that have been, that have been, that have been offended. The devil would want to give you the victim mentality. To brand you. To brand you and say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm the one. I have all the right to be offended. I have all the right to, you know, to do this. And, and that also stops you from becoming everything the Lord wants you to be. There's a, there's a verse, there's a verse in, in Psalms. It says, from, from, from the depth of my despair, I call to you, Lord. Hear my cry for help. And it says, if you kept a record of our sins, O God, who would stand before you? But you forgive us so that we, might, so that we can stand in awe of you. That's what he does. What? That's what he does. So he forgives us so that we can stand. Only by grace can we enter. Only by grace can we stand not by our own endeavors, lest any man should say, no, I did it, I did it, I looked, you know, like I beat this thing. No, if you beat it, it will come back. But if you put it, if you take it to the cross and you put it under the cross, once it's gone, it will be gone forever. Amen? Amen. Amen. And they told Bob all these things, this is the husband, and the guy said, you may not pray for me today. He refused. But he went back and the Lord spoke to him. And the following day he came and they prayed for him. And they prayed for him and the Lord set him free. And when the Lord set him free, he also saw that he, he met, he also got a vision. He went and met his wife and they were all dressed in white. That is what God does for us. Uh, for those of us that are married, I've been married for about six years now. Marriage is the best place to offend your other, your other half. <laughs> I don't know any other place. Maybe I have not gone through a lot of experiences in life. But I have offended my wife 10,000 times. Yes? Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
you get to a place where you say things and you're like, how did, how, how did I say that? And we are all, at, at home, we are always saying, sorry, sorry. You know, I, I thank God. I, I thank God the way he made me. For me, for me, it's, it's not so hard for me to say sorry. At, at, at work, at, 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 at work, at, at work, they know me. Yeah? I, whenever I make mistakes, I, hey, Polly, come on. I, I, I say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they told me, we are tired of your sorries, man. But me, yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wired like that. So, so when you get in marriage, you get yoked. You get yoked. You get, you get a wedding band. And uh, this wedding band is, is a yoke. You, it, is, uh, it is bondage, but it is a good kind of bondage. You get, yeah. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good kind of bondage. Yeah. We, every time we hear about yokes, yokes, yeah, break, breaking the yoke and everything, we, 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 we think that this yoke is a bad thing. But yokes originally were meant to be a good thing. They get, they get these two strong bulls i don't know what do they call them yeah the, yeah the, the the oxen ox ox or whatever they call them and they yoke them together they tie something around their neck and uh and when they tie something around their neck they are supposed to march in strength and 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 and, and they are supposed you're supposed to to direct them and drag them and as and as you're dragging them they they are they are these are uh, they are these uh, mechanical holes around them and the more you drag them they keep digging the ground they keep digging the ground and so when these when these oaks are strong and they are equally they are equally strong they will give you by the end of the day because they are strong and they have been put together they will give you they, they will cover a very very big big you know big distance but when you get when you get a a weak ox and you put it with a strong ox what will happen when it's time to work the weak ox will not be as strong you know will get tired quickly so what will happen it will weigh down the strong one and the strong one will end up having to do a lot of work. Of work. That's why in the Bible they say, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You get. Because, because you, you are at this level. You've been filled with the Holy Spirit. God has put all these beautiful things in you. The Bible says he's put this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That's what the Bible says. So when you go and you compromise, you will be unequally yoked. And then you start, now, now it's time to work. Yeah, it's time to work. And then you will get tired because it's not in the other person's what? It's not in the other person's nature to be able to, to be able to, 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 be, to be able to work as strong. To be able to work as strong. So even in marriage, it works like this. When you're married and you're and 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 you are believing, but the other person has not yet decided, it just pulls you down. And we find problems like this. So so the so the Bible, this is why Jesus 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 comes. I I'm not going to use my 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 notes clearly because I have gone my own way. <laughs> I've gone my own way. I wrote 16 pages and I've not used any of them. <laughs> so in the Bible, 
in the Bible, that's why Jesus, Jesus, Jesus comes and says, Come unto me, all of you that are weary and are heavy laden. Come to me, all of you that are weary and are heavy laden. By the time you are weary and you're heavy laden or laden, I, I, I don't know the, the, the correct one, it means you have been unequally yoked, so you are tired because your partner has weighed you down. You're, 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 you're working too much. And he says, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke. If I says, learn from me, for I am, I, I am meek and low. I'm meek and low in heart. That, that's, that's, that's what the Bible says. And he says, and you will find rest for your soul. That's what the Bible says. That's why we need Jesus. Yes? In case you didn't know, if you're here and you're feeling overwhelmed, and you're feeling overwhelmed, Jesus says, come to me. All of you that are weary and are heavy laden, if you're here and you are offended and you, you have unforgiveness and you're dealing with sin, he's calling you, saying, come to me, all of you that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, learn from me because I am, I am, I, I am meek. meek. Meek means he's got, he's got a lot of authority, all the strength, but then he, he's, he's able to control it. He's, he's got everything under control. And he says, and low in heart. And then he says, you will find rest for your soul. The reason he says you'll find rest for your soul is because the soul has to do with the mind. If, if, you, if you don't go to Jesus, your mind is going to be very, very tired. You're going to try to work out things. And the more you try to work it out, the more you will get tired in your mind. So you will not have rest for your soul. You might come here and they prophesy and Pastor McDonald prophesies. You get, but if you don't, if you don't take, he says, he says, he says take my, my, he says, my yoke, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That means that he's going to put, he's going to take the other yoke and he's going to give you a yoke that, that you can manage. Yes. And if you're married, he's going to work, to work on your partner or on whoever you're dealing with, and you're going to be at the same strength. Or the Holy Spirit will give you strength to adjust, and then you're able to do what, to go through things. That's how we do things by grace. We ask everything by grace, by the grace of God. We go through life by the grace of God. You can live a life be above sin but because of the grace of God, because of what he did at the cross. Amen? That is what it means. This is what the gospel is all about. I tell you, I'm always working out how, you know, to present the gospel. And right now I'm, I'm presenting the gospel. He says, my, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Have you, have you, had, have you ever heard of that, 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 that word that says the anointing breaks the yoke? It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Jesus comes in the book, in the book of, of Luke chapter Please stop me when my time when when my time is up. Yeah, signal to me so we, so I can finish. I told you I had sixteen pages. <laughs> no, eighteen actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where was I? You, you know, as as Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy. My burden, my burden is light, and they are talking about the anointing that breaks the yoke. Jesus comes and he says. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. 
He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. And so he goes on and on. He says to, 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 to open the eyes of the blind, to set the captives free. He says all those things. The reason he's able to do that is because he has been anointed. And the Bible also says how God anointed Jesus and he went around doing good and setting people that were, that, that were held, that were held. All those things, you know, because he was anointed. That is why we need anointed people to stand on the stage because when we are anointed and we sing, the yokes will be broken. Amen? That's why we that's why when we get when we get pastors and and and, and, and we get and we get the and, and we get preachers coming to we have to get the best of them because they are anointed when they speak the yokes will be broken. But if 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 you have not received enough anointing from the Lord, when you speak or you sing, it is good, it's wonderful, the music will be good. But what will happen is the burden, uh, you, you know, the, 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 burden will be, the burden will be lifted. That's why we come in the presence of God and we can cry and, and everything. And we say, oh Lord, it was so nice to be in church. Because when you came before the presence of God, the burden was lifted. The burden was lifted. But when the yoke is not broken, when you go away from this place, the burden will come back. You know, the, yoke will, the burden will come back. That's why Jesus goes deep. So when the yoke is broken, let me tell you, next time when you're praying for someone, if you're, or if you're doing spiritual warfare or dealing, dealing with unforgiveness, bitterness and everything, you, you know, you, you can see someone is angry and what. Don't, 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 don't be quick to pray against the spirit of anger. You go, the spirit of anger is the, is the burden. That is what you see. This is what we see. This, you know, someone is angry. Someone is being like this. That is what we see on top. But underneath is a yoke deep of bitterness and unforgiveness. If you work in the anointing of the Lord and you deal with, 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 with the yoke, with the yoke of bitterness and unforgiveness, the burden of anger will just, will just leave. That's how things work. And so Jesus Christ is here this morning. Very soon we are going to be praying. To, we, are going to, we are going to invite you to just leave it all at the altar. And you leave it at the altar. He just doesn't want the burdens to be lifted this morning. He wants to break yokes. Because once the yoke is broken, the burden will be lifted. So I have to finish, but I can't finish without, without sharing this story that turned my life, my life around. One time we prayed at home so much, and God showed up and started speaking through my mom. For like one and a half hours, she was out speaking. You know, the voice said, this is, um, this is the Lord speaking. I'm the angel of the Lord. We had, we had God visit us to that level, and he started speaking. This, the, the, Lord, the Lord told us all the wrong things they had done. They told us the witchcraft that had been done, that, that had been done about us. They, 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 they told me how people that were close to me had actually gotten my clothes, had actually gotten my clothes and taken them to the grave and buried them in the grave. This is back home in Africa. So that would, so that would, never, so that would never amount to anything. Imagine if someone goes and gets, you know, and you, they bury. We are alive, but we are buried in the grave. Eh? Yeah. 
and they said they will never amount for any. So we were hustling in life, going through this, all this. And then the Lord said, you have had all these things that were done to you. But I want you to forgive these people. Because if you don't forgive, it's going to affect your salvation. And two years later from that, I had the worst fight with my father. My father, my father who, my father, my father who gave birth to me, he attacked me. We had a fight. He bit my lip. If you see me, I, I've got a very, I've, I've got a very big scar here. And uh, and my lip, you know, my lip, like a quarter of my lip was off. You know, the Lord, the, the Lord helped to bring to bring this back. And on top of that. He, he, you know, he made lies against me. He said I wanted to kill him. I wanted that. I went to him with a knife and he did it out of self-defense. And on top of that, he called me and said, and said you offended me and all this. He said I want you to come and say sorry to me. I was, remember I was already serving in church, so I got offended. I got offended. I, got, I, I, I was like this man. I, I've, I've not told you the, if I tell you the, like the detail, you, you will not believe it. It was so bad. It was my own father. And I fell out with him. And he hurt me and said lies, lies about me. And then I had to go. I was already serving in church. See, when you've been hurt, and you're serving in church. You get to a place where you have, where you start, you, you just start faking it. You, you start faking it. I was looking after the young children. I was leading them in prayer. But within me, there was a yoke that was down, that was not broken. And one year down the road, I prayed for, I remember I prayed from morning till I went to bed. I prayed from morning till I went to bed. I just prayed. I had been so offended, but I was just, during that time, I was, just, I was just faking it. I was just, you know, you, 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 well, you've got to pick yourself up and go. You've, uh, and, and not, not even faking it. You, sometimes you've got to find strength. I had, I, had, I had learned to find strength, but I didn't know. I didn't know somehow that I was still affected. And I went on and I was serving, serving these young children in the, orph in the orphanage, the teenagers, but somehow within me I was hurt and I didn't know. And the worst bit of it of all is when you don't know. And I remember that time I prayed in tongues from morning, the whole day, until I went to bed. And when I went to bed, I had this encounter. I had this encounter. I had the dreamer standing at the stairs of the place I used to stay in, 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 in Uganda. And my father walked up the stairs. He walked up the stairs. By this time, he was pretty much, he'd been pretty much, you know, like pestering me every morning. He would be saying, I need you to come and tell me sorry. I need to come and ask for forgiveness. A guy that, you know, the guy that offended me was, you know, so, so it, I, think, I, I cannot even explain it. And in the dream, he came up and walked and, and, and he reached out to me. And he reached where he was and he got his hand and he put it in my scar and he pushed me back. And then I told him, touch me one more time and I'm going to kill you. And I meant it with everything within me. 
I meant I was, I, I, I had planned how I just wanted him to just touch me one more time and I would throw him down that flat. And I woke up and the spirit of the Lord told me, Holy cup, you have not forgiven your father. You've not forgiven your father. Yes, the, yes, the, burden, was, the burden was lifted, but the yoke was there. And God said, I need you to forgive your father. And I picked up the phone. This was about 4 a.m. in the morning. I picked up the phone and I said, let me call him and tell him, and tell him I forgive you. Please forgive me. And when I picked it up, I, I didn't have the strength to call because I had been so hurt. And I remember sending a text message. I, t I sent a text message and I said, Daddy, you hurt me so bad, but I forgive you and I ask you to forgive me. And when I pressed that send button, when I pressed that send button, I just felt something, something leave me, yeah? Something came out from my backbone. I physically felt it. I physically felt it. I just felt something crawl, crawl up my backbone and it just came all the way and it left me. I just felt the thing gone and then I sighed. I sighed. I was like, oh, thank God I'm free. And I didn't know that I had been bound before. So I had, been, I had dealt with the burden, but the yoke had not yet been broken. And that day when I forgave, the yoke was broken. All our lives as Christians are based on this one thing, forgiveness. If we don't, if we don't receive forgiveness from God, it's all for nothing. That is why when Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross, people had spat on him, people had beaten him. It, you know, when he could have called ten thousands of his angels to come down and destroy these little, little human beings that, had, that were messing with him, he cried and he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. And that is why we are forgiven. That's the day Jesus Christ covered our sin. That's the day when we should have been punished and he covered our sin. All eyes closed. And as I have been speaking, whether they did a wonderful job or not, but you're here and you've, 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 you've stored years and years of things that happened. Some of us have grown, but there are things that happened when we were children 
that we have never let go. But, but even as I've been speaking, God, God has been showing you these things. And now I want you, and now the Lord would have it that he wants you to forgive. If there are things that you need to let go, if you're the one that offended and you need to ask God for forgiveness, and if you're the one that were offended and you still need to ask God for forgiveness, I want you to raise your, just, just raise your hand up for me and you're saying forgiveness is for me. I want, to, I want to forgive and I want to be forgiven and I want to pray for you and I want to pray for you. Thank you. God is seeing those hands. Thank you. Keep, keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Don't mind. This is, this is about you. This is not about anyone. It's about you. It's about God breaking the yoke. Thank you. Thank you. The Lord sees those hands. Right now, now raise those hands. Raise those hands up. Like raise those hands up because this is, this is a moment of deliverance. This is a moment of deliverance. Some of you, yeah, we are not going to, sometimes you don't need to come and they lay hands on you and then you start manifesting or fall down and what forgiveness is. This is the best deliverance that Jesus ever gave us. He paid it all and he paid it with his own blood. And Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you because you paid the price for us. And Lord, you see every single hand that has been raised up this morning. And Lord, even as these people have reached out in faith, your word says whoever calls upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. They will never be put to shame. We break every yoke of unforgiveness right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Every yoke of bitterness, anger, and forgiveness we speak to it and we command you live the children of God Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross when he died we plead the blood of Jesus over these people Lord thank you thank you so much because your love covers a multitude of sins and Lord we also pray for those that offended people and they do not know what to do they have never been able to figure it out. But Lord, I, we pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. You, you who set me free when I was faking life. You came and set me free. And set me free when I was dealing with bitterness. I was a bitter, angry young man. Claiming I loved you but I had things down on my heart. Lord, I pray that that grace that reached out to me that day is reaching out even more to every single person right here in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We worship you because you have forgiven us. Lord, your word says that as far as the east is from the west, so have you, so have you forgiven us and washed away all our iniquities. And you have thrown our sins in the sea of forgetfulness so you don't remember them anymore. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. 
Now very slowly, I want you to say in your heart, or if you can, just, just say, just say, just say the name of the person. Just say, if it's Polycarp, say, Polycarp, I forgive you. I let you go. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it in your heart. Say it with your words. And say, I forgive you and I let you go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And now, if you're here and you want to receive, if you want to receive forgiveness for your sins, Jesus Christ paid the price. And you want to, and you, and, and you want to say, Jesus, I'm a sinner and I want your forgiveness. Also, now, now I also want you to raise your hand up and you want to say, Lord, Lord, I want to, I want to, I, I want to receive your, thank you. Thank you, Jesus sees that hand. Let's, let's repeat these words uh, as, as, and, we pray for, and we pray for our brother there who is giving his life to Jesus. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for forgiving my sin. I come to you today as your child. Please be my father. Remove my name from the book of death. Write it in the book of life. I am your child today. Devil, I deny you. You're no longer part of me. Take everything that belongs to you because I'm, I'm now under new management. My life belongs to Jesus. Thank you. Welcome to the kingdom of God. God bless you so much. Amen.